If you don't know much about history, then you should go to the Mill Museum, the Wyndham Textile and History Museum. And I am joined by the Executive Director of the Museum, Kira Holmes, to talk about some of the events that you've got coming up. Kira, things getting back to uh, normal down there at the museum. Tell me what's coming up for folks to check out. Well, I think it is. And thank you, Wayne, as always, for having me on. Uh, We have... Coming up on May 15th, our Hobby Hack Women in the Army lecture, and it's actually going to be in person. So we have Chelsea Knife, our curatorial director, partnering with Be Historical, a local nonprofit dedicated to educating on women's roles. And you're going to learn how Women's Army Corps was formed and the social implications of this move, and also see some original artifacts. So this lecture is going to take place in our Dugan Hall at 2 p.m. on May 15th. You can either buy your tickets online, 12 for members, 15 for non-members, or come in in person and buy two. So you have two different options for that event, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Tell me more about the hats that women in the Army wore or perhaps still wear. What, what do they look like? Well, unfortunately, I cannot give you the details on that as much as Chelsea can. Chelsea is the absolute expert in everything. Uh, Actually, I'm not sure how many people saw our suffrage exhibit before, but one of the outfits in that exhibit was a replica of a Waves uniform that Chelsea Knife actually made. So So the lecture takes place this Sunday at 2 o'clock at Dugan Hall, 12 for members, and $15 for non-members. Also, starting on Sunday, you have weaving classes with a master weaver. Yes. So if you haven't met her, Peggy Church is our master weaver at the Mill Museum. She's doing this wonderful class. This is the second time this year. Beginners are welcome. Learn how to measure a warp, dress the loom, understand weaving drafts. We still have one space available, so if you are interested, please call up the Mill Museum at 860-456-2178, or please email us at info at millmuseum.org or themillmuseum at gmail.com. We are actually changing over a lot of our email addresses and getting more streamlined, so there's a lot of ways to contact us, but this is an eight-week class. It changes due to holidays, and if you are a beginner, it's two forty plus thirty dollars for material fees. If you have taken this class before, it's only two forty. And if you want to work on your project when the museum's open, that's Friday through Sunday, ten a.m. to four p.m. Third Thursday Street Fest come back after a two-year absence. Next Thursday, last night was the second Thursday of the month, but coming up on May the 19th, third Thursday, will the Mill Museum have a presence there? Yes, the Mill Museum is all booked for the third Thursday season. We are so excited to start on May 19th from 6 to 9 p.m. We're going to be handing out flyers. We're going to have a free uh, raffle of tickets, so just provide your contact information, and you can win some free tickets to see the to see the Mill Museum. And we have a great exhibit right now. We have a beautiful wedding exhibit up till July twenty fourth. And you've also got plans for the June sixteenth, third Thursday. Anything at this point in time solidified? Uh, as of right now, it's going to be very similar to what we're doing for May, and we'll see if any extra surprises come into play. 
And we talked about Peggy Church a moment ago. We talked about weaving, but you've also got a drop-in spinning bee coming up on May the 28th. Do tell, and what exactly is spinning? Some people think of it as like stationary bicycle riding. (laughs) So it's a little different than that, just a little. Instead of using essentially... Instead of having your handlebars on the bicycle, instead it's more that you're still using your feet in order to weave, but you're not using your hands as much to hold on to the object. But it is interesting how you see it woven through essentially these wonderful spinning bees. And what I mean by that is you actually have a wooden spinner that you put on the floor. It's usually with petals. We actually have, I think, one that you can borrow if you want to take the class and don't have your own. And Peggy is absolutely amazing at teaching anyone from beginner to more advanced to go through what a spinning bee is and how to do it and everything like that. And it's a lot of fun. And just contact Peggy Church and PeggyChurch2 at gmail.com in order to uh, let us know who's coming. When I heard spinning bee, I'm thinking a competition. Is that what it is? Or just a bunch of people sitting around spinning? It's more like a social. Um, it's more like a social engagement, spinning bee, and learning activity. So it's more communal, and it's nice. It's honestly everyone learns together. You also get to chat. It's a, just a wonderful experience. If you haven't come to one, you really need to try it at least once. And coming up next month is Connecticut Museum Open House Day. So two-part question on that. Statewide, what is that concept about? And secondly, how does the Mill Museum take part in Connecticut Museum Open House Day? So on June 11th is the Connecticut Open House Day, and it's their 18th year. And the purpose of this event is to inspire Connecticut residents to learn more about all the experiences in their own backyard and also kind of be ambassadors and tell other visitors. So they put a lot of different promotions into this event. So we're really excited to be part of it this year. And on June 11th, we're going to do that, and we're going to be offering free admission to the museum. It's an event that takes place on the second Saturday of June every year. There was a special member of the staff at the Mill Museum that we lost a few years ago, Brooke Shannon, and you've got a story about a, a, a tribute to Brooke at the museum. Tell me about that. So on June 5th, we're going to be doing a rededication ceremony of a Rose of Sharon Bush to Brooke Shannon. Um, this is coming into play because, unfortunately, in November we had a, a truck run into our building, and it unfortunately killed this bush honoring her. And she was such a major part of the museum, and her sister, Linda Vall, is also still a major contributor to our museum, and we wanted to rededicate this to her. We think it's a really crucial thing to do, and also just to honor her memory. Brooke did so many amazing things for this community, Uh, I unfortunately did not get to meet her, but her legacy lives on, and her sister still does so many things for the Mill Museum. Yeah, Brooke had been a morning show guest here a couple times discussing various activities that were going on at the Mill Museum. So uh, June 5th, the rededication of that, people that know her might want to be aware of the Rose of Sharon that's being installed. Speaking of that truck accident, tell me more about that the damage it incurred, and have you managed to repair all the damage that accident did? 
So we are still in stages of it. Uh, some of it has been repaired. Some of it's still being worked on. Uh, like many things right now, uh, costs in materials are going up, and also trying to get contractors is getting harder and harder. So it's taking longer than we initially anticipated, but we hope to have it done soon. When soon, I'm not sure, but we hope to have it done soon. And what about the event you have for members of the Mill Museum at the Mattituck Museum? Tell me more about the Mattituck Museum, by the way, and what your members can see there. So the Mattituck Museum, they actually scheduled a membership trip with us earlier this year, so I asked if we could do the same in return. And they have a few exhibits opening, one on May 22nd. And basically what happens for us is we're going to, our members are to drive up there, we're going to get a tour, and then to see the museum on our own for the rest of the day till it closes. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm just trying to get their events up, unfortunately. Uh, my com- my computer decided not to agree with me this morning. So it's going to be a really good time. And I think this is really wonderful to have membership trips. It's something that we have done in the past and I want to bring back right now. And for Mattituck, if you don't know where it is, that is actually in Waterbury, Connecticut. And so people are going to be driving there. That's going to be 144 West Main Street, Waterbury, Connecticut. Yeah, my computer works, and it says that the museum's displays include the history, industries, and culture of Waterbury in the central Naugatuck Valley area, and art, including works about the state's history, people and scenery, and works of artists from Connecticut. The museum also features a collection of 15,000 buttons from around the world. So that's in Waterbury at the Mattituck Museum event that the Mill Museum members will be seeing on June the 14th. That's only for Mill Museum members, like outsiders not able to be a part of that trip if they're into museums? We're still uh, we're still figuring out other specifics. We were designing this more for museum members, though. Speaking of Mill Museum members, tell me more about that, because obviously it is one way to support your mission, and I suspect that you'd like to maybe put out a pitch for folks listening right now that are not members of the Mill Museum to become a member. How do you do that, and what benefits do you get for being a member? So Mill Museum members essentially are valued support to our museum, And what you get is essentially a year-long membership. Our membership runs from usually April to March. And any time that we're open, you can come in for free is the basic level, which is a cotton membership. And then we have a $50 one, which is a wool membership. And the wool membership gives you a little bit more. So the cotton is only one person. The wool is two people and some family members and a silk membership which is a hundred uh gives you even more than that it also each membership level gives you discounts on programs so what i was mentioning before about the hobby hats lecture you get at that membership price instead of the non-member price of 15. Uh, for the silk membership you're also going to get a little bit of research time at our museum too so we have a lot of wonderful things and 
really the greatest value is you get woven into the history of our museum, too. We always are trying to do stuff with the community. We also always listen to the community and want to do things that engage everybody. I like that line, being woven into the history of our museum. That's a little double entendre there. I like that. And speaking of the history of the museum, take me back to one of the more basic tenets of what you do. That building that you are in right now, which is across from one of the main mill buildings, what was the role that building played when the mills were active? So when it was Willimantic Linen Company, it was actually the company store. So that means that any mill worker would buy their goods there, their dairy goods there. It also meant when they went to the company store that if they got blood on the cotton, their wages would be taken away from them at the company store too. So you were always owing to the company store. You didn't really get ahead, unfortunately. So that was the main purpose of the building. And then when it became American Thread Company is when it became more of an office building. And when it was an office, that's when you see the safes more in place because it would hide the dye recipes as well as store the money because you wanted something that was fireproof. Kira, you're a history buff. We know that. And as executive director of the Mill Museum, is it kind of cool for you to just stumble across new pieces of information from time to time and just being able to learn more about the history, not just of the mills, but of the mill museum itself and the historical artifacts you have within the museum. Honestly, every time I walk into the mill museum, it is a treasure. There's always something else that I learn, whether it's the building itself, whether it's the history, or even people just coming in through the front door saying, my grandfather used to work here. And honestly, it's a group effort. I can't do it without Chelsea Knife, Jamie Eves, many other, um, and these are two wonderful staff members at the museum, many other staff members at the museum, the board, the community, uh, Connecticut Humanities, and of course yourself too, Wayne. You're included in that list. Well, I love your museum, and I love having you talk about it on the air, too. And you mentioned Chelsea, and she'll be doing that Hobby Hats Women in the Army lecture coming up on Sunday at 2 o'clock at Dugan Hall at the Mill Museum. Now, for the folks who haven't been there, I know there's three or four people maybe listening right now that have not been there. What could you tell them about why to go and what they would see if they just walked in on any, any given weekend? If you walked in on any given weekend, what you're going to explore is an experience uh, back in time, honestly. We have period-style rooms on our second floor that are set about 1890s to give you a textile worker experience versus a mill owner experience. If you're interested in a first library in Willimantic, go up to our third floor and explore. It's honestly a step back in time. And then if you're really a machinist or you like mechanics and everything like that and industry, go into our Dugan exhibit and explore all the different machines that came out of Industrial Revolution in order to make the mills possible. Looking for somewhere to go, something to see? Check out the Mill Museum on Lower Main Street in Willamette. Kira, always good to get the update from the Mill Museum. Thank you very much. Thank you, Wayne, and thank you, everybody.